Hello and welcome to the Over Achievers, the only podcast in the world that talks about sports and gambling. I'm one of your hosts, Knox McCoy. Joining me as always, he just canceled this bowl game. It's Jason Waterfalls. Sorry to hear that, man. Sorry to hear hey, that. Hey, you know, safety of the kids. I always put the kids first. You know that about me. You've always been really obsessed with kids and their safety. <laughs> Hold on. I know that about you. Are we doing this, the Patriot? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm not allowed to bring that up. There's... <laughs> I feel bad now. They're illegal. Why do you feel bad? So because I signed listener, a contract, I listen, signed a contract that I'm not legally not allowed to bring that up. Anymore. You know what? I'm not. You don't need to feel bad. I feel like a good person. I feel like you're going to look like the trash person here because. <laughs> so a long time ago, Jason Waterfalls and myself and Ashley were watching a little old movie called The Patriot that featured Mel Gibson um, as probably an historically inaccurate uh, figure. I think he was modeled <laughs> after Francis Marion, the Swamp Fox, um, and he had a family and he had daughters. You know what? And after he uh, came back from Warren and, and, and killing British soldiers, his daughter uh, saw him and ran across like a marshland to hug him. And I was like, oh, isn't that sweet? And both of you little trash monsters, you and my wife, talked about what a pedophile I was. And I was just talking. I, I, it was an early paternal instinct that I was like, man, daughters, like, I, I can't wait to be a father and, like, have kids who love me. And, like, I love them and, like, want to protect them with my life. And you guys were like, what a, what a Chester Chester child molester, huh? <laughs> so now – now, uh, care to I'm comment, le- Jason? Yeah, I do. I'm legally not allowed to say what you said because I mm. said I wouldn't bring it up, but then I did bring it up, but I'm holding back. You didn't say, oh, how sweet. What? Okay, bleep this out, but what did I say? I don't remember. You said... <laughs> you said... <laughs> something like that. <laughs> okay. And I see where that's like a little, you know... I, it, it, it wasn't... Obviously, it wasn't intended like it that. It was not just know. that. was You didn't say that was a sweet moment. You said something to the effect of including little girls and running no. or crying or something true. like that. It's not true. Or something not, like no, that. No, that's not true. <laughs> it's not true. That's taken out of context. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Do you want to talk about bowl games? Do you know what? <laughs> I, just, I had no idea. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to bring it up. Good luck editing and bleeping all of that. Uh, <laughs> okay, dang it. <laughs> artfully bleeping. Yeah, man, it's the bowl games. Uh, bowl games are so, like, blasé. And uh, have you watched a single bowl game, like, start to end? No, I have not. I, have I intend to Friday and Saturday. Uh, yeah, I do too. But it's like, those are the only ones I'm interested in. Are we going to make it? <laughs> yeah. Probably not. I don't think so. It's pretty sad. Do you, you typically watch the bowls, though, in, like, years past? Like, take COVID out of it? Yeah, I mean, you know, during, like, a holiday gatherings, they'll, it'll be on in the background, and I'll keep an eye on it, you know? But between the people uh, dipping for the NFL, between all, all the COVID stuff, and between – I'll just I'll show up to a game where I know some of the players and I don't recognize any of the players. I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to do this. This is terrible. I don't want to watch yeah, this. Yeah, and I don't blame the players. I am definitely pro players leaving for the pro and not playing in the bowl game. If sure. you're not in uh, New Year's Day or, you know, New Year's Eve or further type yeah. game – um, but yeah, it's a completely different product than the regular season of college football until you get to the twelve thirty one 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 bowls, uh, and the, and even some of those people are, are leaving um, for the NFL or leaving for whatever is next for them. So, Jason, let me let me throw this at you. Are you ready for this? I, what I if, don't think so. After the beginning of this episode, no, so you're not. You're not. No, this is this is more childish, which is my too. fault. It, it is your fault. You need to take that bullet. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine, big college football fan, and we were talking about how... Does he gamble from a non-gambling state? Uh, your no, I don't think he does. I don't think he does. He's He is a real person, actually. I had dinner with him and his family last night. Okay. Charming people, wonderful people, big Auburn fans, RIP. Um, but we were talking about how 
uh, next year we're probably going to see kids get like nil bonuses to stay in the bowl game if it's a big enough. Oh, game. that now that's a good idea. You know, like get your get your insurance policy, and here's a cool twenty five k to uh, beat the pants off Iowa in the Outback Bowl. Okay, that's yeah. the next like version of this, and I think I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah, I am too, and because that's the kid accepting it, and that's pay to play, right? And then yeah. that's two sides coming together to say, "Here's what we got to do." Now they're going to love that until he takes that 25k and gets the insurance policy, and then pulls a hammy on the kickoff, and he's like, "Ah, out for the game." Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I suited up, and Skip Bayless' head went. explodes. Warm ups went uh, great. It'll be great. Uh, as always, the Overunderachievers is a proud member of the Podcast Media Group, and it's the show intending to consider news from the sports world through the prism of overs and unders. Again, we're not experts. We do this for entertainment. We do this for camaraderie, and we will always tell people to gamble responsibly. Jason, uh, we're on the cusp of a new year. Uh, how are we doing? I'm doing great. I am ready for a little bit of a vacation that I've just begun uh, yesterday. Okay. Um, got about uh, eight consecutive days off, including Whoa. the weekend. So that's that's still good, and uh, we're very plans. You're gonna go anywhere? You're just gonna like staycation situation? We are not staycationing. Okay, and now is not the time to be traveling, and we are going to travel for the first time in wherever. Um, where are you at on uh, the uh, untimely demise of Mr. John Madden recently? Oh, man, that's a sad one. You know, mm-hmm. um, to be honest, I think a lot of people thought he wasn't doing well, or may have already uh, left this earth for sure. several years now. We just yes. have not seen him. But in the last, I don't know, two years, he's been referenced a lot more that he's calling people and texting people, uh, especially like announcers and and other people high up in sports. Uh, He was on some committees or something like he kind of like had a little bit of a resurgence or they're they're about to do that big doc about him. Right. Like that big set piece thing, which, um, you know, maybe that's why maybe there's just more people talking about him, talking to him, interview, you know, Oh, that's probably true. Cause I I did see in one of the, uh, obituary pieces I read, um, he had open heart surgery in 2015. And after that, I think he kind of faded for, he was like, I'm going to be a chill guy now. Um, but, uh, yeah, like that's one of the formative voices, um, obviously the video games and this, I'm, I just want to give like a, a little bit of credit to me here because I, you know, in advance of that documentary, you know, that we keep seeing like on CBS or whatever it is, ESPN, I don't know what it is. Um, I was really shaping and like finally carving a, is John Madden really that great take, you know? Oh, wow. I was getting it ready for unveiling and now I can't do that. Okay. No, so you I'm, still can. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But I think but you can. Evidence. It's, it's your, this is, this is your mouth, your choice. My mouth, my words, my choice. <laughs> But I feel like out of respect for the man. I don't think that man, one's going to land well over time. <laughs> it rolls off the tongue. Don't worry. It's really good. Ew. Uh, I, I think <laughs> I, I'm not able to trot that out at this time. So I just credit to me for showing restraint in this situation, I think. I I think that once we got news that he passed, and by we, I mean like you and I were told by the Madden family directly. Right. I started to think, I think it's the number one sports voice that my mind goes to when thinking about the NFL at all. Okay. So you're, I, I you're trying to trigger played, me again, and I'm not going to take the bait. I'm just going to let you continue on in that. This is just my truth. If that triggers you, um, I don't think that'd be the first time in our relationship. So here we are. Yeah. But I played Joe Montana sports talk football on yeah. Sega Genesis. Did uh-huh. you ever play that? Uh, no, I, did. I can't say I did. The, co- 
the commentary was rough, but okay. they, the, the commentary was towards each play that was really happening. When you think back to Tech Mobile and stuff like that, it was just music. Yeah. And then like would be like, the team is doing the points. Like just very <laughs> generic stuff like that, right? For yeah. all those past football games, Joe Montana Sports Talk Football would be like, there was a run. Oh, it was a pass. He's mm-hmm. open. You know, stuff like that. So, um, and then Madden came along and obviously blew everything out of the water towards those perspectives and kept, kept pushing the boundaries there. Uh, but that's a video game. But I still remember I, I would watch games and I said in the text read, uh, when Berman goes that it's going to be bad too, because those are the two voices that I, that got me excited about watching football or football highlights was John Madden and Chris Berman. Yes. And I think Chris Berman is um, a more insidious version of John Madden. It's one where you're like, uh, okay, okay, okay. Have you seen the new uh, like triple mega stuff Oreo where they're just like, do you like Oreos? Do you like the double stuff? Do you like the mega stuff? You well, here's the triple <laughs> mega stuff. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about, right? It's like the lid of the cookie is barely holding on. What for if we got life. you diabetes? What if we got you diabetes quicker? What if I, 30 for 30 voice? What if I told you I could give you diabetes? <laughs> with one cookie? I feel like Chris Berman is that mountain of a cookie version of John Madden. <laughs> you know what I mean? He also has diabetes. So where John Madden was like, boom, woof, ha. Like Chris Berman is taking that to the nth degree. And I just, I'm having, this is a really tough time for me because I'm just having to read stuff where I saw one video. There was like proof of John Madden's greatness in this Tenactin commercial. And I watched it and I was like, that's just a man screaming Tenactin. There's not greatness in here. No, he was screaming, boom, tough acting to act. Which I, I still use to act in when I get athlete's foot because of John Here Madden. it is. So credit Here we go. to him. But, yeah. Um, yeah, man. That's I called just, branding. Look it up. It's good. It's good. It's good. And I'll leave it there. I will leave. I will, I will re- reapproach this at a different time, not in the wake of his uh, passing. So thoughts you and prayers hear, to Matt. You want to hear a professional segue? Please. Yeah. From, from one, just you over the top. Why don't you bring up <laughs> subject number one? Okay. Yeah. Over. Let's let's go over under. Obviously, you know, we uh, we took a break uh, to uh, observe Christmas, and uh, over I guess our break, um, I so we got out of work for the podcast media group. My son got out of school, and uh, the plan was because uh, I've never seen Tom Brady play in person ever in my life, and you know he's I don't spoiler know alert. You still might not. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think I did. Uh, honestly, he's uh, he's an older guy, and I thought this might be the last chance I have. And my thing was. I don't like going to sporting events where I'm in the minority uh, uh, in terms of uh, rooting interest, you know, because that feels a little bit confrontational and oppressive um, just emotionally. So I was like, why don't we, instead of going to Atlanta, which we could have driven to, why don't we fly to Tampa and we'll watch them play the Saints? And I booked and I was like, the Saints have already beaten them. They're going to get revenge. Uh, the Bucks can clinch the South title. Even They'll though score. on this podcast, you've been a big Saints supporter, especially I, Saints against Tom Brady. Yeah, and I've said that many times, but I thought I'm playing the odds now. I'm playing the momentum, yes. right? And yeah. uh, Sean Payton had COVID. Taysom Hill is like uh, ground balling uh, out routes to receivers. I was like, this will be perfect. So my son and I flew, uh, saw the game. And uh, the, so the first over under is how many minutes into walking into Ray James, Raymond James Stadium did I almost lose my son? I'm going to set the number <laughs> at 45 and a half minutes. Do you have the over or the under? Now, is this emotionally or did you or are you talking about physically you lost physically like, he needs to get out of here no wasn't sure where he was <laughs> oh my wasn't sure where in the stadium that i he thought was. this one was over under on like emotionally like he's checked out of watching this game he was you he, literally lost your son well see I, I, he was checked out 
going into the stadium. He didn't come back until after halftime. That's when he he's he's a I don't like crowds, don't like loud noises kind of guy. Sure. So he had to get Can't blame adjusted. Him for that. I know. I was like, I, actually, I'm the same way. I'm just forcing myself to do this because I need memories. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about literally not knowing where he is in the stadium. So 45, 44 and a half minutes. Oh man, this is forty four and a half minutes. This is tough. I'm gonna have to. I'm. Because you got to think about breaks, bathroom breaks, food breaks, merch breaks. Like, where are you at, you know? I mean, that's probably only the first quarter if you've just entered the stadium, 44 minutes. I mean, you can ask follow-ups, like how early did we get there for the game, you know, stuff like that. Okay. Did you watch warm-ups? We did watch warm-ups. We did watch warm-ups. We arrived one hour early uh, for the game. Oh, my gosh. Knox, what are we doing here? I know. I know. I want to see it all. I knew we were probably going to I'm going to say under because my heart wants us to end happily. Okay. If I had said... 10 minutes, would you have taken the over and the under? Over. If I'd said five minutes, would you have taken the over and the under? <laughs> it was under five minutes. Spoiler alert. It was under five you minutes. You almost lost your son in five minutes? We walked into the stadium. We walked up the ramp. Um, there was, they were giving away free t-shirts, which you would, it, it was like a cutscene from The Walking Dead, the way people were going after these Publix branded red t-shirts. So it was People anarchy. run marathons for a free freaking t-shirt. There are easier ways for. to get free t-shirts. You don't have to go through all that. Um, so we go up the ramp and I say, hey, and I hit the restroom because I've been hydrating all day. You know, smart guy decision, Florida heat, et cetera, et cetera. So I was like, I'm going to run in here really quick. Okay. You stay right here. I'll be right back. Hit the urinal. Boom. I'm out. No idea where he is cannot find him right before we left i said hey take your phone so if we get separated he goes it's not charged it's dead i'll just leave it here and i was like well that won't come back up that won't come to haunt me later on and immediately it came back to haunt me so i'm looking around no idea no idea how to get in touch with him and i'm really doing the calculus virtual tickets right it's not like you have virtual tickets that's right so they're only on your phone you didn't hand him a uh paper ticket or anything and look i love the guy not a street smart kid not a, not a not a uh um takes uh, after aladdin his father kind of, exactly he's not an aladdin <laughs> kind of guy you know he's not going to be able to like uh, maneuver his way around this and i thought should i this is figure it? out how to get his name <laughs> called over the intercom or do i just like look for oh him the entirety gosh. of the four hours uh but lo and behold he had actually gone and to someone the that doesn't like crowds and loud noises you know what he's gonna love hearing oh his gosh. name over the loudspeaker i know i was like this is traumatic <laughs> this is a traumatic event so he had like it was a weird thing where when i'd walked out he had walked in because he wasn't sure where i was okay. so we stood there independently 15 minutes waiting for the other person because i was like i don't want to leave because if he crosses then i'll never find him again um so yeah that was our experience and then uh it got a lot better because the game was super awesome and uh great to watch literally the what worst the- game of his career like it was so bad. Literally, I think it was like what two hundred and fifteen games in a row. He had not been shut out. I think it was the first time in fifteen years. And uh, let me tell you, there was just nothing to cheer about. There was literally, and, and our seats were great. You know, we really went all out to get. And like, this good was seats. for your birthday. This was for my birthday, for his birthday. You know, what my biggest takeaway was out of that. Um, Don't Michelle, do stuff with your son. No, Michelle Tafoya <laughs> is striking in real life. Striking. Oh, here we go. Striking. Another thing I'm not going to be, I'm not allowed to talk about contractually is kind of in this realm, but this is okay. Oh. Here we go. Are you talking about yourself with Melissa Starkey pervert? Or are we talking about <laughs> something else? Don't make me. Don't. I'm talking about you. Me. We can, we can talk about me and Melissa Stark because she has not changed and it's starting to get a little bit weird. How it's she a little strange. Uh, I've Her like and Tom Brady do not age. I know people have questions. People have no, questions. You, you and Susie Colbert. I like I liked it when she cut her hair short. I thought it was great. It took her 15 <laughs> years to, to grow it out, but it looks great now, too. She's great. Beautiful, wonderful person. Michelle Tafoya, though, striking in real life. Really, we saw her trouble across. recently, Michelle yeah. Tafoya. Like I don't she understand. Had, I didn't understand what side 
she was or wasn't on. I don't. I, I, didn't, I think the Bucks Saints game was the, the first game she was back. Um, yeah, she was back with a vengeance, man. Really had command of the sideline. Uh, really like what she was into. Uh, saw Tom Brady tell the coaching staff to f off, uh, which yep. is a fun moment that I'll take to my grave. So you know, it was the Saints uh, coaching staff to f off. That's right. That's right. The Saints coaching staff. So uh, and I, I text you guys. Uh, I capped it off with I'm sitting next to Rodney Harrison on the flight back uh, yeah. to Atlanta, and uh, I don't know if I told you all this going into it. Uh, my son and I were different rows, you know, and I was like, hey, I'll just ask the person next to me. I'm like, hey, can we switch and you'll get a better seat and I can sit with my son. And when I walked up, Rodney was disinfecting the seat and I realized immediately who it was. And I was just like, I'm not going to talk to him. I'm not going to bother him. And I was like, sorry, bud. Like, just deal with it. Like, you're going to defend yourself. He's a Super Bowl champion. You know, like, I'm not going to talk to Rodney at all. I didn't say a word to him. I didn't say a word to him. Oh, man. No, I was like, I was going to say, hey, um, you're a lot better than Drew Brees, but then I want to put him in a weird situation where he's got to like right. say something bad about Drew Brees, um, even though he is better than Drew Brees. So, yeah, it was uh, it was it was fun though. A lot of a uh, lot of biometrics on the flight, and he had like a potion thing they dropped into his uh, orange juice. Very healthy guy, really good. Like a tincture. Uh, uh, he had about no joke. He had about eight tinctures in like a travel pack that he dropped like one single drop of each of them into his orange juice that he was served before. Uh, uh, he he drank it, so that's how he looks so good. I guess. Uh, yeah, Honestly, same. like skincare and like being healthy, that just seems exhausting. <laughs> I want to do it, but it seems exhausting. It really. I does. thought you've been doing it. No, I mean I've been doing more than ever, best. right? Yeah. Like I, I'll do like you face lotion and like retinol at night, and I, I try to work out with weights, but I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I just I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> wait, wait. How did <laughs> face lotion and retinol at night? What does yeah. that do with lifting weights? Well, I mean, I'm doing all that. I'm trying to be better, but like, there's so much, there's so much nuance to being better. I just need someone to be like, here's, here's exactly what you do and how you do it, you know. And it feels like Rodney Harrison could really do, be that for me. So, missed opportunity. You, you, yeah. Next time, next time, <laughs> next time, just say you have better hair than Drew Brees. I do because mine's real and his is not, and that's he's honestly really bad. No, Rod, say that to Rodney Harrison. Don't oh. say that to yourself in front of Rodney Harrison. Okay, hey I'll Rodney, I've got better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, I think you're better than that little sea urchin Tony Dungy, honestly, and he is. Oh don't, my gosh! He's than both. Not don't be Tony. mad. Don't, don't be mad. He is. He's bad. You don't he's, have to take shots at Tony for no reason. Does he not look like a sea urchin? True. I'm not saying I didn't say he didn't. Um. So yeah. So that was my Bucks game experience. Thank you for indulging that. Let's go to the second over under. Um. And this is uh, way too early quarterback landing spots. We're gonna do uh, predictions on how many teams start next year with a new starting quarterback. I'm setting that at eight and a half teams. Um, are you taking the over or the under on that? I am definitely taking the over. I think that okay. there's about to be major shakeup. Because I think, you know, obviously everyone's thinking about Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I'm thinking about Tyra Taylor. I don't think a lot of people are, but I am thinking about that a lot. Because um, you're a Davis Mills guy. That's why. Big Davis Mills guy. Big Dave Mills uh, really turned the screws to us in our gambling uh, this weekend, which is great. Love that dong neck. Um, but beyond those guys, there's a lot of teams because I, I went through and was like, realistically, uh, how many teams are there that m- have a greater than 50% chance of changing their quarterback situation next year? And do you know how many teams I came up with? Uh, 14. 14. That's exactly right. Did you do the oh, same? I did. Oh, did because we what happened? arrive at the same number? Is this the best segment of all time? Are we, we doing this? Best friends? Let's do it. Yup. <laughs> yeah, 14. Because as soon as you have one, like Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, you really have two. Okay. So See, that I actually didn't even factor that in. Yeah. So that's why I'm taking the over. Because he's, he has to replace somebody. So if he yeah. goes to the Broncos, then that means that Teddy's not there. And that means the Broncos 
and the Packers have a new starting quarterback. That's right. That's right. Because, uh, like, um, I mean, I had, like, Dolphins. So I had Dolphins, Broncos, Steelers. I do not um, have Dolphins. Okay, so that's interesting. I, and that's that's on the fence, you know, because Tua, yeah. I think that's going to be a um, classic like Daniel Jones with the Giants of, like, we're not saying no, um, but we're not thrilled that we're not saying no. You know what I mean? Um, I had Colts, Texans, Eagles. How, how do you feel about Colts or, or feeling about Carson Wentz right now? I think he's going to stay. I don't. I think he will, too. I, listen, he's got a great relationship with Coach. Hard Knocks has been interesting. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz is coming off as not hateable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I just don't like him on the field. I, I people are better. like other podcasts stuff. I listen to, watch whatever recap shows. They're like Carson Wentz, like had two bonehead plays, but the rest of the game was pretty good. I'm like, he's not terrible. He should be an NFL quarterback. He is a backup. He is not a starting quarterback for a playoff winning team. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he, weirdly. They are in a different version of the Philip Rivers verse, you know, yes. of it, it's still a guy who's not going to win you the game, but maybe he's not going to mess it up for you. And I think I think he's Carson Wentz has gotten too much um, criticism uh, at, because he's evolved a little bit more than the guy who's thrown a left handed interception on the one yard line to lose the game, you know, against the Titans or whatever. But that um, was this I, season. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like he's he's evolved. And I think a lot of that is Frank Reich. And I, I remember I'm laughing because. I think we started the season saying Frank Reich, Chris Ballard, top tier GM coach combo. And then somewhere at the beginning, we're like, actually, we're out on the Colts. They're terrible. They're never going to win again. And now they're the you, team I feel You the most weren't out on the Colts. You was still, I not? I no, don't know. Maybe you, I was. You, kept, you kept liking them because I started liking the Patriots. And then that got, that just oh, started that ramping weird. up. Ramping up and ramping up and ramping up. And you ended like up an winning eyes that wide one. shut situation. I like that. Yeah, I still that like Frank weird. Reich and I still like Ballard. I, I never dipped on them. I, you know, sure. obviously, the, the Colts were not that good at the beginning of the year they've definitely put it together but guess what any team in the nfl go ask the bills if they would love to have um jonathan taylor on their team any team that could have 100 rushing yards every single game just just mark it down every team's going to sign up for that and that's going to make a lot of errors look good especially in today's nfl you just don't want to match up against like mahomes potentially and have to once throw you back into the game but i will say i think uh the reason he'll be back is they're, so they're officially sending the number one pick to the Eagles because of snaps. Yeah. So I think you can't get you can't change course now unless something crazy. Unless Aaron Rodgers is like, hey, I'd actually like to become a Colt. Yeah, it's going to be if Rodgers or Wilson or somebody like that is like, you know where I'd love to go? The Colts. Can we make this happen? The Colts yeah. will be like, goodbye, Carson. <laughs> right. Let me ask you four teams here who are kind of iffy. Texans, Eagles, Washington football team, and 49ers. So, who of so those Texans, Texans gets a little bit of a weird um, – Let's definition assume to it. Davis Mills is their guy. Yeah, but does that count because he wasn't in the starting quarterback at the beginning of the year? Let's let's Taylor. assume let's assume he was and he'll be back next year. Like, is that what you're betting on? Yes, I, I do okay. believe so. I don't. I mean, it just depends on how the draft picks end up happening. I don't think they're going to overreach for Kenny Stills or Matt Corral. That's the thing. Um, I, I, the weird thing is, I don't think any new starting quarterbacks will come from this draft class. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I don't um, think any. I think even Matt Corral, as much as I love him, I don't think he's a starter next year. Maybe the Lions? No. Lions at the top, they overreach on one of these quarterbacks and then just no, they're go going ahead and play him? That's the thing. I think Corral will be like a mid-first round, and that's where you're going to see is I don't even think anyone's going to talk themselves into I've heard And, a and lot we're not including injuries. Picking. Like, you know, oh, sure, sure. Falcons take Matt Corral in the middle of the first round, and then Matt Ryan gets hurt. That, that We're not right. doing that. Right. 
but yeah, tech, but see, like weirdly, Tyra Taylor. I think he's had a really good year when he's not hurt. Maybe that's part of the calculus. Is he's just, always hurt. He's I think he's been hurt. good. It, 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 it was not his fault when somebody stabbed him in the lung with a needle, which just makes me cringe. But sure, yeah, we mean, don't victim shame on here. Uh, there's but it always is, it's it's just kind of wild that it keeps happening to him. Seems like yeah. a great guy. I mean that genuinely. Something just always happens to this. He's just star-crossed. Guy. It's it's uh, reminds me of Jason Campbell. Just never in the cards for him. Uh, Jalen hurts with the Eagles. Uh, what do you think? I think that might be a landing spot for Aaron Rodgers. Is that crazy? Oh, interesting. See, I've seen, I've seen a lot of Steelers buzz pick up. Oh my gosh, Aaron Rodgers on the Steelers. That's going to make me hate the Steelers even more. <laughs> I love Mike Tomlin. For the record, I hate the Steelers. I have. I don't know if I've done my mea culpa, but I've not liked Mike Tomlin, and I've really shorted them. But I feel like he's done a very good job this year. So I want to say I was wrong about that. On him, um, the rest yeah, of the on Mike Tomlin and that team yeah. suck. They do. They really do. I, he's he's a lot better coach. Than I gave him credit for. Um, but Forty Niners. Uh, yeah, new starting quarterback. It's going to be Trey Lance. I guess it has to be. Even it if has to be. It's weird that he's not showing up a lot. It's weird that he's not showing up a lot. It's really weird, and especially that Jimmy G keeps getting hurt, and they won't make the switch. That's yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talk to me about uh, – let's do Saints-Seahawks because I think probably the cleanest line here is uh, Russell Wilson. A lot of ru- rust buzz to New Orleans. Um, oh, I've, I've not seen that. Yeah, I've seen a lot of buzz uh, that he's going to be a logical play uh, person for the Saints to go after. Um, and then the counter-conversation is, is Russ good anymore, or is he playing injured? Uh, <laughs> He's, he is playing injured. Let's just mm-hmm. – on some percentage. I mean, freaking everybody in the NFL is. But he definitely missed several weeks weeks with an injury uh, big enough to keep him out. I don't know, man. I think it's time to blow stuff up in Seattle. And See, I don't – I'm with you. I think you. Pete Carroll's got to go. I think Russ has got to go. I think just hit the freaking ejection button and start over because there's nothing worse in the NFL, the NBA, baseball – not really baseball. Who cares? Of you know F one, you know how I like F one. Yeah, of just really like good. lingering on with yeah. your with your driver. Let me do an F one bit here in the middle here. Go for it. Gonna, we no. need some new music for like when you sneak an F one <laughs> bit in. You know, like my brother, my brother, and me. Like da dun da dun da dun. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, F one corner. Yeah, I, I, if I'm Seattle, you just blow it up. This is not going well. This is not going well. You just lost to the Bears. This is not going well. Just blow it up. Start over. I don't know about the GM, uh, you know, whatever. Coach. Here's the problem. Here's the Pete problem. Pete seems checked out. Pete seems checked out. Pete has a contract. He's under contract till 2025, I think. Yeah. And I think the GM is 2025 or 2026. So you can blow it up, but you're going to be cutting some pretty large checks to blow it up. And I don't know that they're ready to do that. But it, but it, it almost feels like a, like a Washington football team where everyone wants it to be under new ownership. And it's like, if we just believe hard enough, can that happen? Can we just like blow up Seattle and like just change this up? Cause it's not fun to watch anymore. Yeah. So on eight and a half teams with new starting quarterbacks next season, I'm definitely taking the over. Are, are, are you? I'm taking the over, but my spicy take is I think Russ is back in Seattle. And oh I don't my think gosh. That, that can't big. happen. Right. I think they're like, we're one good offensive lineman away. And uh, it's he not, but that's all the stuff about. that he's been saying. And then they just keep bringing him back. Like Aaron Rodgers is, well, here we go. I mean, maybe it's Aaron Rodgers is essentially, he, he they brought him back because yeah. both sides were just like, look, we can't make anything happen immediately. We will hook you up after this year. Yeah. So that's what's going on there. There doesn't seem to, be that, seem to be that type of a deal in Seattle. So that really points towards you being right there on that take. But Man, I almost I want to make a pod bet, but I can't because you you really might be right on that one because it's just 
what do you do? Where do you send him? What are you getting back? Taysom Hill? Oh, my God. Ian That's Book? A, oh, That's the, oh, that was. Do you want to talk about Ian Book? <laughs> no, do I don't do want to really talk quick? about I do not want to talk about Notre Dame quarterbacks in the NFL with any more of my friends sure. or with or with you on this podcast. It Look, is atrocious. Here was the fun part is everybody who, when I posted about being at the Tampa Bay game, all the Saints fans came out and did the uh, who dat, you know, at me and really reveled in my misery. So I took great joy in late Sunday night after that game uh, responding with a Dolphins emoji to every <laughs> single one of those comments. And I am petty enough to do that. And I did that. So that's just community yeah. engagement. That's what that is. You know what <laughs> that's I mean? just that's... connection. That's just pleasure. It's really good. Um, okay. So let's, uh, let's go to the third over under here and let's talk about this. We'll be quick here because we need to get uh, Andre three sex in. Let's talk about this Lakers HBO series and the rotten tomato score uh, that it will uh, carry with it. Uh, I've got the number set at 72 and a half. When you're looking at that um, uh, trailer, what are you thinking about 72 and a half? I think that this trailer was very poorly done. I do too. Like wildly it, poor, poorly done. I think the show might be better. I'm hoping. Let me, let me change my, my wording there. I'm hoping the show is better than what it looks like from the series. Because from the series, it looks like it was made on Tubi. It, it yeah. looks like it was made as a cartoon. And they were like, you know what? Let's just use real people halfway through making a cartoon version of this. And I don't know if it's just because I've got this stigma in my head, just absolutely ingrained in there, that this freaking series broke up Adam McKay and Will Ferrell. <sighs> yeah. Is, is Will Ferrell and John C. Riley still friends? Um, I think so, because John C. Riley, and you're, I think you're referencing a, um, I don't know what article. It's not Vanity Fair. It might have been Vanity Fair. You're referencing that article where Adam McKay talks about how he, um, uh, Will Ferrell wanted to play Dr. Jerry Buss, and Adam McKay, I, I don't think he thought he was right for it, and the studio didn't think he was right for it. So they, he went ahead and approached John C. Riley and didn't tell Will Ferrell and their producing partners. Um, so it felt really weird. And John C. Riley reached out to Will Ferrell and said, hey, I'm going to do this. Are you cool with this? So he handled it the right way. And that kind of led to uh, Adam McKay and Will Ferrell breaking up their pr- production company and not really speaking um, which ever is, again. Which is wild. Which is wild. And I've, I've even read some deep uh, Hollywood stuff about how Adam McKay doing that was in really poor taste because that's not actually how it went down. It was even worse than that. And that was his attempt to kind of spin it in a positive direction. Um, but man, if you're talking about this TV show and to what extent, um, Adam McKay is influencing this and exec producing this, I don't really know at this point, but if you're talking about don't look up on Netflix and this, I don't know that the track record is as solid as we would have ourselves think given like the big short, um, and how great that was. I think it's more often than not, he's not good than he is good. Did you watch don't look up? Uh, we have 30 minutes left. Um, I couldn't make it. I fell asleep halfway through. There's a vibe with it where Ash and I were talking this morning. I was like, I've never seen a movie so enamored with itself, you know, and impressed with how close to real life it is, but it's actually not saying anything. It forgot to actually say something. But if you go back, that's kind of Adam McKay's vibe in several of his movies, but this one is just Jonah Hill throwing a thousand miles an hour. Oh man. And Jennifer Lawrence, who I love. Yeah. Like, doing great acting but she's not getting much to do right nobody's getting much to do exactly it's really weird leo's good leo's just like oh gosh oh man oh my stars that's fun but it's not it's weird who's the best in the movie (sighs) who's the best in the movie i I don't want to set you up here it's jennifer lawrence's boyfriend 
Oh, it is uh, Hamesh <laughs> Patel. Awesome. He's in Station Eleven. He's really good okay. on Station Eleven. Um, but he, him uh, coming up with the BuzzFeed article about the crazy woman he slept with—it's her. Yeah. Like, that was really great. Um, I didn't mean to turn this into "Don't Look Up" recap, but, um, but well, yeah. it's better I, than the it's better than that Lakers HBO series. I, I'm going to put it over. I think it's going to end up being better because it's a series. I think they'll be able to figure it out over the course of the series. I think it's be better than seventy-two and a half, but I'm not going much over, and I'm not putting money on it. I'm going slightly under um, because uh, one reason, really. Michael Chiklis is Red Auerbach. Jason Siegel is Paul Westhead. um, And Adrian Brody is Pat Riley. Adrian Brody cannot do Pat Riley. And if he does, I don't know what that says about the world. So if if he does, I don't know what that says about the world. I liked him in Succession, but him being a real person, I just I just don't know about that. I like Sally Field being in it. I think this will be a great set piece for new actors, up-and-coming actors. But um, I'm going to give it a little bit of an HBO bump because I always think they do great stuff. So I'm going to give it like a 68 probably when it should have been like a 60. Um, so I, I, my sights are set pretty low for it. So, And now we want to welcome in our good friend, Andre Three Sex. Andre, how we doing, man? How was your break? Gentlemen, I'm doing well. Merry Christmas to you both. You know, I'm kind of currently in that holiday fog between Christmas and New Year's. Not really know what day it is, <laughs> uh, but at least there's football on the TV, so I can't complain too much. Seriously, yeah, we were lamenting a little bit of the bowl game situation and yeah. just the anarchy uh, therein. But hopefully, the the, the prize bowls um, are going to work out. I did. I don't know if you guys saw this, but completely coincidental, I saw the SEC was like, you know. Um, we're going to change the COVID stuff. And I don't know, the, the Alabama offensive coordinator, I don't know what's going on with him, but maybe this will happen, maybe not. But he's going to be able to be there now. So I, I just like the, the the seamlessness with which they uh, adapted rules. That was really good. I like yeah, that. Yeah, Kirby said that uh, Georgia's had their bout of COVID uh, between uh, you know today at his press conference and, and the end of the SEC championship game. But uh, he expects to be full strength. So Okay. okay. Not naming Let's... names, but it did leak. I think JT was uh, was one. Uh, Pickens oh. was test positive at coming back that it was negative, potentially a pulse positive, but he's unvaccinated, so he was getting most of the tests. I just, I really like that this is where we're at in terms of our consumption of college football is we're talking about missed tests, positives, false positives, vaccination. I think that's where we all wanted to be at the game. Yeah, I mean, just HIPAA you know? just doesn't exist anymore, and it's everyone's <laughs> okay with it. It's amazing. <laughs> Can we do a, a vibe check really tw- really quick, Andre? Like, how are we? How are you feeling about the matchup with Michigan coming up? Yeah, you know, I'm excited that it's it's two days away. I mean, it, like mm-hmm. I said, you know, it feels like the SEC championship game was a season ago, uh, but you know, it was only three weeks. And I think George is kind of tired of hearing about that game and tired of playing, you know, practicing against each other. And uh, we'll be ready and we'll come out. And, and I think they play well. Um, and I think it's it's an interesting matchup. I think I've said it in the previous episodes is the what Michigan wants to do, Georgia defends pretty well, and what Georgia wants to do, Michigan defends pretty well. So uh, we'll it's, see. It, I, I'm having a hard time disentangling because I feel like the the narrative mojo I'm getting is like Michigan just like wants it. You know, they're just tough. Both these teams want it, and it's like it's it's not not true. But I don't know to what extent, like, they, Michigan really is one of those teams, you know, just like a blue collar grinder, like a big heart, or if that's just like the, the uh, whatever the convenient narrative that I'm getting to make this an interesting matchup. Well, yeah, because they've sort of, they're at their apex right now, right? So yeah. they, they come off beating Michigan. They, they, had their, they had their national championship by beating Ohio State. 
I mean, yeah, they come off by beating Ohio State, then they, they win the, the their conference championship, and you know Georgia is sort of down in their valley right now. They come off yeah. getting blasted by Alabama, and you know that again. I think they've had to hear about it for three weeks. I think they're really tired of it, and hopefully they play well. I, I do. I do really wonder what's going to end up happening in this game. I mean, as everybody does, but I go back and forth every day because as someone that's won a lot of money on Michigan football this year, they are a freaking tough team. They, they, yeah. they I don't know, and it just matters which Georgia team shows up. And you go back as we did during that last episode, and you go back to the season, you go, who did Georgia really beat? But that does not make them a bad team. It's not their yeah. fault. Um, but this Michigan team is good. I don't think they're Alabama during the SEC championship game good. Sure. But I, I, I'm, this is my number one game I'm very excited about. I can't wait. And that, that transitions neatly into my surrender Cobra for the week. Uh, and it is um, the jockeying between Alabama and Cincinnati to decide who is the bigger uh, underdog. Who has been more disrespected? <laughs> I I really appreciate Alabama's commitment to the bit of like, well, actually, we've been disrespected. No one believes in us when we're Noted literally the massive brand. underdog Alabama. I think they were the first underdog in fifty games uh, in the SEC championship <laughs> game. So I, <laughs> I there's an audacity to it where um, I don't think Nick Saban exists in the real world anymore with like uh, the rat poison comments and things. But I like. Um, I like that they're just like, we're not going to accept the idea that we're the kingpin of college football. We're going to make you think we're Boise State versus Oklahoma. And like that's kind of the vibe for this game. Well done. Well done, guys. Do, like, we, I really do either that. of you think Cincinnati even has a chance? I think Cincinnati is a good team. I think they have a good quarterback. I think they're well coached. I do not think they have a chance. I think that Alabama that showed up for the SEC championship game is coming to this game, and I don't think it's going to be close. I'm you know what the taking weird thing Alabama is? minus 13 and a half. See, I, I, I can't forget that Auburn, LSU, Florida, um, a lot of these teams kind of had Bama on the ropes, you know? And I I'm trying know. to figure like, has Alabama figured something out? Yes. Or was it a week of hearing how Georgia was just going to dump truck them and they got motivated for that? They, and you, you know what they did? Able, they let uh, Bill O'Brien cook. That's what Alabama did. Man, you're not wrong. <laughs> You are not wrong. Finally, they took the, the saddle off him and let him, like, rough ride. Uh, uh, Andre, what is your surrender cover this week? I, mine is uh, betting the San, uh, San Diego Chargers. Mm. Um, I don't think I have won a bet against them or with them this year. <laughs> if or I the Los Angeles them, Chargers. Yes. Or the, Maybe that's part of it. Maybe moved. that's part of it. <laughs> yeah. They, they've moved. I, yeah. No, you fade them, they win. You bet on them, they lose. Uh, it's 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 so it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous at this point. I, I, oh man, it's so rough. You give up forty one points to the Texans, just pack it in. I don't want to hear. I'm, they're off my list. They will not yep, be in any off. bet for the rest of the year. I mean, come Atlanta on. Falcons West. That's what they are. But listen, <laughs> you guys forgot Davis Mills was in the building. You know, I've been <laughs> telling you since the draft. Here this might go. be the gem of the draft, and nobody listened, including myself, who also lost money on that bet. Uh, but uh, yeah, the I think the Chargers, the Broncos, the Falcons, um, really the Saints. I just they're always just going to screw me. So I'm just like I'm going to stay away forever from them. Yeah, so. Seahawks. I, Seahawks. Yeah, I didn't have any money on the Seahawks Bears game, but I just that that's why because yeah. of the past Seahawks. Are just I did crazy. the Chargers lost. So I redid the bet and added the Seahawks loser. Oh, <laughs> oh geez, brutal, brutal. Uh, Jason, surrender cover for this week. Mine's NBA betting. Uh, as as much as COVID is wreaking havoc on the NFL, the, the NBA is just out of control. And then all of a sudden, different guys are exhausted or whatever is going on, and there's there's just 
no rhyme or reason. I know Andre is Mr. College Basketball betting these days, um, but I, I, I'm staying away from the NBA. I've only done a couple of bets, but I, I can't get any read, and I, I think that that's where a lot of people are on the NBA and who's in and who's out and then which teams are going to play really hard with their 10-day contract players or not. So uh, it's, t- it's to myself, but it's more to uh, the NBA in, in general. Not their fault, but it's just, it's just crazy, all the ins and outs. Can you bet on Russell Westbrook turnovers per night? Like over, is Ooh, that an over under? Probably. I, I haven't looked into that, but I'm in, I've, I watched a highlight. I think on a House of Highlights on Instagram, where he pulled up for a three and hit the backside of the backboard, like not the top <laughs> of the backboard, but he had so much backspin on it that it arced down and hit behind it. It was who knew that that impressive. experience was not going to work out in LA. I mean, we who? knew that Anthony Davis was not going to stay healthy. Shocker, not healthy. <laughs> Like what, just, putting uh, on forty five pounds as a six eleven guy, I just that's never a good idea. So like, why do it? But my god, like I it's, don't know why he needed to. Freaking LeBron played uh, center the other night. Started. You know why I think? You know why I think he did it? I think uh, he got tired of Shaq bullying him on TNT every single night, and he was like, "Well, I'm gonna get a six pack and like some uh, lat muscles and get immediately injured." And that's what he's done. What a terrible team to watch. Um, okay, let's talk bowl uh, bets because um, we're obviously going into the cream of the cream. Uh, or the cream of the crop, uh, the the preferable bowl matchups. Now, uh, admittedly, I haven't quite done my homework on like this quarterback is showing up, this one's not showing up. Um, so I'm I'm gonna dig a little bit deeper on that. But in terms of just playing it as it lies, um, uh, let's talk best bets that we're looking at. I, I will I'll admit I'm staring down Ole Miss and Baylor. Uh, I think uh, Baylor I think is up. So is uh, Andre for, with a with a multiple unit bet. Okay, where, this is okay, true. T- talk to me where you're landing on that, Andre. Yeah, no, I'm taking Ole Miss uh, partly because of the helmets that they're going to be wearing. Have you seen <laughs> oh these things? No, they no, are, say no more. I'm they in. are elite. Wait till Andre you see Trisak, these things. big uniform picker guy. <laughs> no, but I'm, uh, I, I lean the same way. I think the Ole Miss offense is going to be able to put up points against the Baylor defense, and, and then Baylor will not be able to keep up. Uh, at the Sugar Bowl, uh, another best bet. I have Tennessee minus three. Uh, against Purdue, oh, um, I have Oklahoma, which as we record will be played on uh, tonight. Uh, I have Oklahoma minus six, and again, it just kind of goes back to these teams that you know the COVID, you know the, yeah. the COVID guys that are that are out. You know, you find out sometimes right before kickoff that hey, they're missing five linebackers, um, and you know it'd be good to know these things before you you do take that team in a bet. Uh but lastly, uh I am going to take Georgia minus 7. I'm going to buy off the half point, uh, take a minus 7 and uh and just ride with them uh win or lose. See, I I like the I like Georgia but not 7 and a half. I feel like if that was like you have to buy half, off to seven. Yeah, I, I just I feel like that's going to be a, a it's going to be a gross, gritty, um, nasty game. So I think I, I will take Michigan, but understanding that I think Georgia's going to win that game. Yeah, if you if Michigan's you think probably. that's the case, you know, under forty five is probably a pretty good number because you're thinking, you know, what's twenty one seventeen, sure four seventeen. In general, 24. do you feel like in in these bowl game situations that are more exhibition now than anything else? Do you think that bodes better for the defense or? Because like watching Houston and Auburn when we're recording play yesterday, you know Auburn was pretty decimated, but they hung tight. But I always tend to defer to the team that can score a little bit because I feel like that can squeak through. So I want to go after Tennessee and I want to go after Ole Miss, but I know defense travels well. What do you guys have an override? Like Jason, do you have an overriding philosophy on where you usually go? 
Well, that's one of the reasons, especially in the Baylor game, that uh, I'm just I think that's going to be a great game. I mean, seven versus eight, Baylor versus Ole Miss. The line's only two and a half. I, I'm so scared to bet against Baylor. Yeah, because me even too. Even though Ole, Ole Miss, so yes, I'm I'm with you on the defense thing because although Ole Miss is probably going to come out shooting. That Baylor team is tough. They are tough. The basketball team was tough. I'm just tired of losing money to uh, uh, because of Baylor just in general. So uh, I don't know if that's going to end up being a stay away or I'm just going to take the two and a half there for Baylor um, because I do think that the, the defense, and that's why I'm taking Tennessee in the Tennessee-Purdue game as well. I just think that they're a little bit tougher on that side, a little bit yeah. stronger, a little bit bigger. And that's, that's where I think Tennessee is going to come out ahead on that one as well. Yeah, well, I think okay. if you give these offenses, you know, kind of three weeks to to kind of cook up something, yeah, um, I think that's that's kind of why I lean Ole Miss. I think that they've, um, you know, the tapes out there on them, so you get three weeks to kind of dial up uh, some new wrinkles and and let's see how see how it plays and, out. And Corral is playing. Corral right? is playing. Yes. So he and he's had a chance to chill out and uh, uh, rest a little bit, which and I, think I think that's big too. If you you know, he basically said he goes, "Why wouldn't I play?" He's like, "This is like my last chance to play with my guys." And I sure. think you know, players respond to that. Um, yeah, I think that's know. great. But I think Dave Aranda might be the next best thing that didn't get hit up in this cycle. Yeah, and I th- I think he is really is a good coach. And I've been eyeing them a couple of different times on audio this season of just being like, you know, watch out here. And then I went against them one time against and Oklahoma. And they freaking showed up in a, in a big spot. And I just, I don't know. I, I, I just, I can't do it this time. And I, I do like Lane and, and Matt Crowell, but I, I, I just think I got to take Baylor in the points there. Well, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to uh, go against Notre Dame then because of your attitude like that. I just don't like that. I don't respect it. Honestly. Um, actually I, I kind of, Notre Dame's going to win. So that I feel like they're going to come out and they're going to be like, um, we're still awesome, even though Brian Kelly just like dipped on us midseason. You want to talk about a team playing for the coach? That's yeah. going to be the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. I would not recommend. I'm not guaranteeing a win, but I would not recommend betting against them. They no, I, and I feel like there's always punching. a couple games per year where one team has outsized motivation, and the other team's like, we're just kind of yes. here to collect the the door prizes. I, I think uh, Texas Georgia a few years ago was like that. Where yeah. and even Cincy Georgia last year, Cincinnati was like, we're legit, and Georgia's like, okay, cool, we're just kind of here to collect check um and i think you gotta account for that i think notre dame's that team i have circled and i think that's like oklahoma state is that team that has that frustration because had they beaten baylor in the conference championship game they have just as much right to probably beat that fourth team uh at least in the conversation against cincinnati um to get in and so yeah now your door prize is not in the cfp and i think they've had a couple opt-outs so it'll be interesting have you ever seen a coach more desperately not want to be at Oklahoma State than Mike Gundy. I feel like every opening, he floats his name out there. And I don't know if it's savvy by the agent to be like, let's get another bump to stay here. But I think he had tossed himself out in the Florida mix. I saw reports about LSU mix. Of he just did like, Tennessee like, a couple years ago. He did. I, I think he flirted with them a few times to get – and I don't know if that was more of a contract issue, but my man, like either be there or don't. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, think it, I think it's contract because he doesn't seem to be too displeased himself – in being there and and recruits keep coming so he's saying the right things and i think he's just playing for money because that school's got money to give so he just keeps trying to get some of it see i wonder if florida was real but someone intervened like um president biden was like no you we have my gundy in florida that's just unacceptable (laughs) 
It's the human. The UN got involved, and they're like, "We're not. We're just not going to allow this." Because let me tell you, uh, Andre, we talked a little bit before about my experience in Tampa Bay. Um, the Tampa, I'm sorry, the Florida Man energy in that stadium on a Sunday night was incredible. There was they, you know, during commercials they do crowd shots, you know, and they're just like everybody's dancing or doing whatever. And a woman, a couple women, had a full body Tom Brady cardboard cutout you know um mm-hmm. and they were like dancing whatever and the camera cuts to them and the woman uh immediately takes her head down to a certain part of tom brady <laughs> on the stadium camera was this a conversation you're ready to have with Roe or not <laughs> I, he was not looking luckily but i flinched i was like oh my gosh like what are we doing here it was insane it was insane in that stadium so i think it's, it's a good thing mike gundy didn't end up florida is what i'm saying so oklahoma's florida without imagination i think we understand that um so okay let's go ahead and move to hold on i've got a, i've got a i've got a best bet oh i'm sorry man i'm sorry go jason hit us it's, it's okay all right for my for my best bet uh i'm going with i'm gonna come back and beat andre in our um bowl bet in our uh bowl challenge yeah okay. you're in a sour spot bud <laughs> i am but it's not that far away i'm only like uh, six games back uh three three wins and three losses back I, i'm gonna turn this around pretty quickly here and uh i'm gonna beat him Andre and I got into a little bit of a Twitter feud over this bowl challenge, and now there's a bet on the table for twenty dollars uh, to see who ranks higher—just him or I. So I'm hoping that that comes through for me. There's you, also you, a bet it. on the table with a follower of ours that Jason will not go five hundred. It is a NFL future bet of my choice <laughs> or said followers that Jason won't go five hundred in bowl bets. And buddy, I've already got mine picked out. <laughs> oh my gosh! Now that's going to be a little bit harder. I'm just hoping that you have a couple of losses because you're 10 and 11, and I'm 7 and 14. So that 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 could happen for me to beat you, but for me to come back and be 500, that's going to take base a darn near sweeping the board. So uh, that's not looking too good for me at this point. Listen, speaking of disputes, do you guys want to talk about um, the text dispute uh, you guys had in our uh, in, a, in one of our NFL bets? Um, I guess it was Thursday night. Do you guys want to talk about that? Or do you feel ready Which to talk one? about that? Which one? Are we going to talk about the, 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 about the worst bets of the week when you know Jason's oh giving out yeah, yeah, let's talk sour about this. bets of it's, players it's that are, are inactive? Is that how we're, is that what we're doing? Yeah, okay. So I gave out a I gave it a, a same game parlay. Yep. Okay, that included a prop for James Conner. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. James Conner. I, I gave out the bet and placed it at 611 Eastern. Yeah, he was ruled out of the game at six forty Eastern, and Andre doesn't know how to do time. Sometimes, like Knox, when he switches time zones, hey, he got hey, mad at me. Hey, and leave, you're lashing out again, and I, I wasn't mad at you. I didn't take you. I didn't take Why would I be mad at you? I jumped in on it. I got and it. And DraftKings, as generous as they are, not a sponsor, but we'd love to have them. They canceled the bet and gave the money back. Okay, they did. Andre on Sunday morning, and then and then he gives out, and then he, that's on Thursday, and says that's a sour bet. Andre on Sunday morning gives out a 14 parlay that includes the chargers. And that's why it's part of the surrender Cobra and says, lock it in. That is screenshot. And I've got that saved, but somehow that's not a sour bet, but me giving out a winner into a man that got COVID and is sick and you know, prayers up to him. I hope he's doing well, but Andre locking in a bet with the terrible chargers uh, uh, early on Sunday and then makes us lose big money. He told all of us bet the house. He said, mortgage both your houses. <laughs> Listen, and that's when not a sour bet. Do you have that on screenshot? When when is a team loses a team, right? Am I right? Not with Andre. Not, not with Andre. <laughs> he he only wants to win as a team. This man. That is Let true. I only you. want to win as a team. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's tough. It was tough. Uh, the I subtext you, everyone should hear is uh, a lot of losing done this weekend. Uh, <laughs> a lot of losing done this weekend. It's all it's all good. Everything's fine. Mom okay. and dad are not getting a divorce. Again, I basically came out even. So, um, okay. So let's go to Candy Close to the Pin. Oh, let me let me throw this out first. Uh, Jason S thirteen, Andreas thirteen. That's where the current standings are. Yes. Okay, I have ten point uh, seven five. Uh, <laughs> very well earned. What if we us. made this the year ender, so winner takes all, and like that's the first, that's the end of the first season, and then we start over. Mm-hmm. I you like know, that. Wow, and man. so instead of being like it's ninety eight to 96. because I'm not scared. I like that. Andre seems to not like that because he's scared. And then we can I'm restart, in. and we can like play to ten. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like first that. to ten wins or whatever. Um, and now, so this is a, for the twenty twenty one title. Yeah, this is a season one title, the season one of Came Close to the Pen title. So, you know, stakes yeah. are high. I'm going to pick, uh, and I'm not going to participate in this because it's uh, it's y'all. Um, I'm going to pick this. Oh, the point seven five does not come back to bite us. Here it, we go. It should have, but it didn't, and that's okay. That's okay. Um, this is one of my personal favorite uh, college football players ever. I'm starting um, to sweat right now. The fact <laughs> that you just pulled yourself out. I got nervous. Then, I got butterflies all of a sudden. No. <laughs> this is one v one. No, for the audio. It's very tense in here right now. I can see sweat on both of their foreheads. Um, this is – he had one of my favorite plays in bowl game history. Um, uh, he did not go on to NFL greatness, um, but he's a star of my heart, and that is former uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers quarterback Tommy Frazier. Tommy oh, Frazier. Man. I did oh. own a Tommy Frazier jersey when I was a kid, number 15. Shouts. Um, so did he run guessing, the triple option? He did run the triple option. Okay. He, no, you know what, Jason? That was a dumb question. He didn't he run it. He was the triple option. He was the triple option. He, uh, he, um, uh, it was like a symphony that he orchestrated. Okay, just it wasn't clear, just a play There's call. no dumb questions. There's just dumb people asking good questions. You're right, but in, in that instance, that was a dumb question. That was there's the exception no to the rule. That was the dumb question that we've all been looking for. So I'm not trying to be rude to you. I'm just being honest with you. Two-time national champion. Andre might um, have to hit the inhaler. He is freaking out right now. Here, I'm going to give you guys some uh, notes because I can look at it, um, and these are important, Okay. Former Nebraska quarterback. This is how he describes himself. Former Nebraska quarterback. 2X national champion. 2013 college football Hall of Famer. Loving dad. All caps. Um, yes. His Go most recent King. cameo. The most important part. He is in an Under Armour. Uh, uh, yes. Like a, like a wicking shirt. Okay. It's like a Heather Gray. Um, and then his other. I'm literally in a Heather Gray shirt right now. Okay. Was okay. Dang it. <laughs> his other two cameos that he shows. Uh, he's in a Nebraska polo. And he is in a dark room where no one can see him. So it looks like he's conducting a 2020 interview and they're trying to obscure his identity. Okay. So you cannot see his face. I so appreciate I think, all this extra information. It's almost too much at this point. Cause this is getting how many very reviews specific. Does he have? Okay. How many reviews? Uh, total reviews, 38. They're all five star. And he has 46 fans. I'm even going to give you his business price. No, his business no, 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 price. No, 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 you, no, no, you don't want the business price. No. Yeah, I do. What no. if I give it anyway? <laughs> It's six thousand. No, it's not six thousand dollars. I'm kidding. Um, okay, no business price, personal use only. Unbelievable. Andre runs the show. Says when sour bets. Says when not sour bets. Says when we're giving business prices. Says when we're not giving business prices. We've never <laughs> given business prices before the bet anyway. That's fair. Okay, are we ready, I'm gentlemen? No, no I'm okay. not ready. Don't show. Jason. Jason still requires. Is there any other questions you have, Jason? What's his business price? <laughs> his his. <laughs> His iconic just play was against Florida. It came against Florida. Where What was uh, his jersey number? 15. It was 15. I already told you that, but I, I, I'll tell you again. That's okay. That's on me. 
he broke like 10 tackles against Florida, and that's, that's what broke the C Springer era um, back then. Andre, are you going to win? Uh, hope so. Mm. Confidence is just exuding out of you. I'm ready. Okay. Andre is revealing, and he has $99. Oh, dang it. Uh, pull it down, Jason. I can't see it. Uh, Jason has $125. One twenty-five to ninety-nine. Survey says Tommy Frazier's price can be had for seventy-five dollars. Oh. Seventy-five dollars. Yes. Hands up for the season one champion Andre Three Sacks. Came in close spin. Andre, there was how a are we lot of right shnit now? talked by Jason early <laughs> in this season. Uh, Note for the audio. I'm going to go back and erase all of those episodes. <laughs> Wow. Uh, people are saying it's one of the biggest choke jobs they've ever seen. Uh, Jason, how, when thing of the totality of the experience, where are your, where are your emotions at right now? Like Mercedes, I'm going to appeal this and then I'm wow. going to withdraw and then I'm going to withdraw my appeal. <laughs> yeah. That's a F one reference for everybody who has better taste. In no, this would have so. been, you would have brought Knox in for a chance to win and he would have won. <laughs> and then everybody, Oh, let's just give it to him. <laughs> That to be honest, what happened. I was going to write down 75 when I was still in the mix. Um, yeah, so but you were, that, but that you were chief. Watch yourself. You watch yourself. Um, okay, that's going to do it for this episode of the Over Under Chiefers. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Uh, as always, if you want to leave a review and a five-star rating, that's great. But what's even better is when you tell uh, your friends about the show. Word of mouth is the best way to help us out. Uh, as always, I'm Knox. He's Andre. He's Jason. We'll see you next time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.